Welcome to Mums in Film. I'm Ruby Challenger, a screen director and mother of two young girls. Each week, I'm talking to an incredible mother in the film industry. I want to learn how mothers juggle this gruelling industry, as well as raise their beautiful children. Where we are born and live and give birth to our babies is integral to our story. My mother gave birth to me in Melbourne, on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And before I turned one, we moved to Sydney and I was raised in the paradise that is Bondi Beach. My home is still Bondi and it's on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. For more than 70,000 years, they have been hunting and fishing here, living and working here. I have given birth to both of my babies in Randwick, which is also on the Gadigal land. I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional lands that you're standing on around the world, wherever you are as you listen to this. And I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal and thank them. Thank them for looking after the land that I've lived on, that I've worked on, that I've given birth on, and that I've played on for 35 years. This season of Mums in Film is brought to you by Screen Vixens, a collective of female-identifying intersex and non-binary producers working in the Australian screen industry. Check out their website at screenvixens.com to join. It's that interesting thing of we want representation of motherhood and we want people to like allow us to take our babies, but yeah. I found that it can be really challenging to maintain an interview or a meeting when the baby is crying. And so there's this next step that has to happen yeah with allowing us to bring a baby, which is to say, you guys need 10 minutes. Let's just take a pause, go feed the baby, do whatever you got to do, give it a cuddle. Babies just need attention. Yeah. They kind of can't take too much ignoring and and then come back into the meeting. And so for myself, when we were making Mum Life, for example, I never brought Scout along to any meetings because it stressed me out too much. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like if I, if, because when I have meetings, my husband takes her. Yes, yeah, um, that's great. But then, if I can, if I can hear her cry in the background, I cannot focus on the meeting, and I can't contribute because I'm constantly thinking about her. And yeah, yeah, it's um, it's yeah. hard. We had that same thing. We were trying to in mum life um, organize different ways to to incorporate the mums so that we could support them. So we did have four days of care while we were shooting in studio. So oh, we yeah. had a, a nanny turn up. And while that allowed us to keep working, I definitely, some of the feedback from some of the mums was, oh, it was so hard because he, I could hear him right next door crying and yeah. and it's it so imperfect, you know, like, but we've got to keep trying is what I think. That's trying right. And I had a, another meeting the other day and she was with me and she doesn't cry that much, but this day she was just going nuts and I didn't have anyone to take her and I had to bring her into the meeting. But everyone was just ignoring it and just keep talking and going on with the meeting. So I was very thankful for it. But I felt really bad because I feel like at the same time, I'm back in my head. Oh, people are going to think I'm so unprofessional. Oh, how am I going to get my baby to be quiet? And it's just, yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I'm really interested in is like how we navigate that. Because on one hand, it's great that we can all keep talking while as a baby. On the other hand, again, can we just take 20 minutes? Yeah, you know, because it's like a cigarette break. Today we have Yolandi Franken talking to us. Thank you so much for joining us on Mums in Film. Thank you so much for having me. This is fabulous. I'm really excited to chat to you for many reasons. So Yolandi is a film and TV producer and she has been in showbiz since the turn of the century. She produced three feature films, a two-part documentary series, two TV series and hundreds of other short format stories, some winning festival awards. Her experience in front of the cameras and as an MC is also vast. She joined WIFT, which is the Women in Film and Television, for Australia and is currently the Secretary, New South Wales Board Member and Chair of their virtual arm. She also started and ran Cause Film Festival for three years before stepping down as the Festival Director to focus on her projects. And in your household, Yolandi, you have your hubby, Jacques, you have your baby, Mia, eight months old, and you live on Daragland. Yes. And for my listeners, again, I'll just remind you that I'm living on Darkenjing land. I haven't updated my intro. 
life's a bit hectic at the moment, but that's where I'm living. And it's the beautiful coastal north, no, central coast north north of Sydney. So that's where I'm living. Very nice. Well, can I just make a note about my bio that I've since changed recently, very recently, yes. uh, which might be a good thing to know is that, so for WIFT, I've stepped down from the virtual of it because there's too much to do with a new baby. It's impossible to do it all, even though I really want to. So I've just handed it over to Kim Jackson, who is also a mum. I think but her baby is like a year and a half old already. So light years away from eight months. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's one one change I've I've had to make. Well, and thank you for your honesty, because that just is one of those things that again I really love hearing is like, what can we manage once we've had the baby and what do we want to manage? And it's that thing of personal choice and how much work people take on. There's no judgment here about what people do and don't do, except just wanting to share those stories. Look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Having a baby is so much more work than I ever imagined. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the work, but also the emotional commitment and, you know, because I thought, okay, after, after a month, I'm going to go back to work. And everyone said, no, no, you're not going to go back to work after a month. I'm like, you don't know me. I can do so many things. <laughs> now it's like eight months later and I'm, like, I'm still struggling to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I so hear it's you. not just the time. It's also like you, you change, your mind change and your priorities change. So now everything else is second priority to her. Yeah. Where I didn't realize it would, you know, really be that much this way. It's so much like stepping through the looking glass, isn't it, having a child? And it's my friends who had kids before me, they all said the same thing to me, but it's like, we can't explain this to you until you're here. Yeah, you know? exactly, it's such a weird thing. Exactly. And because, you know, I, I say that kind of like like that because I'm I'm kind of, I don't want to be lecturing people like, you don't know until you get here. Yeah. But it is just everything people say. Like, it is just like, oh, cool. There's like 500 loads of laundry clean but just thrown in a pile there now because I don't have time to do them, you know, or whatever. Oh, <laughs> like... I have a really good friend who's also in the film industry and she's a mom of two. And she used to say to me, oh, I can't eat healthy. I just have to like grab some slices of bread and eat it and whatever. And I used to think, I'm sure you can just take an extra 10 seconds and put something <laughs> on or grab so or like do something else. Now I'm like, oh, why did I say that to her? It's cringeworthy because I, now I can't even do anything. I, I'm the same now. <laughs> yeah, I know the things we said to our friends before we had kids, right? It's like, oh, yeah. yeah it's, Just take some you oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to open the podcast with a little bit of a snapshot of where I'm up to so people who are listening get a sense of a bit of a trajectory of what I'm on. And also I think it's a really cool way of just getting a litmus of like where people are up to and things that they're juggling. So I can go first. Where I'm up to since I think in my last podcast was about two weeks ago, still pretty similar. We have moved house a few months ago and just trying to ground and it's really hard because we're in a completely different, we're in the Central Coast, not in Sydney anymore. Toto, we are definitely not in Kansas anymore. And it's like a whole, so the biggest thing at the moment for me is just that like there is kind of like the rental problem in Sydney. There's no babysitters up here, except there's, sorry, there's hundreds and there's so much demand. I can't find one. And every time I find one, they come for a a minute. And because I'm not offering full days all the time because I just can't afford that. And I'm offering, you know, a few hours in the middle of the day. They always get another job. So I'll be like, so like today I had to put a Facebook call out at 7am because the babysitter I had lined up just bailed on me and they bailed yesterday as well at the time that I was meant to have a meeting advice for a a submission that I'm making and (laughs) I missed the phone call and like didn't get that meeting. So this is like, this is just like this, like right now I'm like, I need a babysitter and I need someone reliable who's going to turn up and like be part of our family, you know, and for the first time I've actually got a whole lot of bedrooms. So I'm like, do I get an au pair? It's even cheaper. Like it's. Oh yes. Yeah. I I was considering that as well. Like once you've got the other bedroom, like in Sydney, I, I can't afford another bedroom, but here I'm like, well, I've got another bedroom. I could have someone stay here. So I'm kind of at this like 
do we get an au pair, but then we have to live with someone? Do I just yeah. keep trying to find a babysitter? I can't believe I missed that meeting yesterday because this person who turned up and was babysitting for two hours and then their partner got bitten by a dog and she had to just like, she just left and was like, I got to take him to the, the doctor now. And I was like, can't one of his workmates take him to the doctor? <laughs> like, And I missed the me- meeting and then she bailed on today and I was like, okay, I... You know, so I put up a Facebook call out and luckily, amazingly, I got someone who turned up and who's gorgeous and is just playing with Lux right now. But so, yeah, my snapshot of this week is the babysitter shortage up here. <laughs> oh, this is your, or your, are your kids? Yes. Yeah, so Scout is three and a half. Well, she's actually three and three quarters, almost four. And Lux is almost 12 months. All right. So yeah. she is 12 months on the 10th of April. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. So would you like to do a snapshot of your day, week? Okay, so, so many things. Like I said, outside of baby, like, you know, all, all the gaps, I'm still trying to move forward with all my film pr- productions, which, first of all, we had to reschedule a few times for COVID and then, again, for having my baby. So hopefully now that can all happen. Yeah. So that's, I'm still trying to do the bits and pieces for that. But I'm also just on a four-month contract at Spa, working on screen forever. Mm. So that's great. And guess what? I get to work from home in my own hours. So, which is, it wasn't the offer originally, but that is my, what I've asked for and they gave it to me. So I'm so thankful, you know, for their flexibility. Fantastic. Um, I know it's, it makes it, I think, a little bit harder for them because something to really need to be in the office together, but they are so good and, you know, wonderful. Did you say, out of interest, did you say, because I have a child, or did you just say, I want work from home? Or was it an open discussion? I said, I, I'm i not going to put my baby in daycare right now because she was in a brace, you know, right? She was in a brace since she was six weeks old until just very recently. So I never left it with anyone because it's so complicated to deal with a brace. And also I had special feeding things that I had to do because I didn't make milk. I had to use like a supply line with like, it's like a straw that you put in. So feeding her and, and holding her and everything was like a whole mission. So I never left it with anyone else. She's not used to being with anyone else. And then to suddenly put her, and she's still getting used to her, her body being able to move properly. So I just, I couldn't suddenly just dump her in a daycare. Yeah. So Yolandi's baby Mia and Scout both had born with hip dysplasia. We had it because Scout was my firstborn breech female. Apparently that puts you at a 95% chance of having hip dysplasia. And so the babies have to wear a brace and it's really hard. And we called her triangle baby for a long time. (laughs) because they're just like stuck in this brace and it's 20 24 7 I don't know what you had but we had 24 7 for the first six weeks which meant we couldn't bath her so we had to go into the hospital every week for a bath yeah well I didn't get to do that we had to go every week for a to make sure it's fit you know still yeah properly but that was a horrible brace. But yeah, it's a tough time because you can't bath them. You can't cuddle them properly. You Their can't little bodies, you miss it. Like, oh. That's so heartbreaking. Oh my gosh, I, I cried so much. Yeah. But um, she's out of it now? Out of it now, yeah. But she was also a breach, female, firstborn and family history. So the four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she was really severe, but yeah. So she, now she's only in it. She's still in it, but only at nighttime when she sleeps. Yeah. So we go back in three weeks to check. But anyway, so yeah, so I told them I'm not going to put my baby in daycare. So I'm not going to take the job. And then they called back and said, and I, I made a joke. I said, unless I can work in the middle of the night, because that's when I'm doing my production stuff anyway now, or uh, and from home. And they called back and said, we think we can make that work for you. So, it's nice to feel wanted. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I think Glenn Hamilton is was is the direct my direct contact there. People are more understanding than what I I thought. And how have you started that job at Spa? Yeah. And how is it? How is it going working at night? It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great because I get some work done. Mia sleeps. I'm not interrupted by her crying. I sometimes she wakes up and cries a little bit, and I just put her back to sleep. But yeah, so it's really good. It's just a little bit hard sometimes when I need to communicate with the team. It's a bit of a delay. 
mm-hmm. but I think it's more frustrating for them. Yeah. And it's it's frustrating for me because I feel bad for inconveniencing them. But on the other hand, a big part of my job is working with the international peoples. Mm-hmm. So on that side of things, it's quite handy for them and for me as well. And is Mia sleeping through the night? Like when you go to bed, are you getting sleep? Yes. Oh, great. From three months old, she started sleeping through. Amazing. I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, so before I did this job at Spa, I just did my production stuff and worked stuff and whatever at night times anyway. Now, um, during this four-month contract, I'm doing a little bit less production stuff and a little bit less worked stuff just so I can earn some money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll go back to doing that again at night time. So I'm used to working at night time and getting a little bit less sleep. Yeah, yeah. And so you mentioned that your hubby takes Mia when you're having a meeting, so he works from home as well. Can you talk yeah. to me about how you guys are have actually put together life now that you have a baby? Like, yeah, what? well, obviously he's great. He helps a lot. I have to say, but so obviously he can't constantly be away from work to, to help me with meetings. So he's given me like an hour or half an hour a day that he can get away from work that he will just use his lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll just arrange at the beginning of the day. This is the meeting that I have, or maybe the two little meetings that I have, and he'll make sure that he's available. And then he takes her for that time. So he's worked from home as well. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, oh, I don't know what I would have done because I don't have any family here. <laughs> Or yeah. anyone to take her. So yeah, so that's what we do. But I try and have a, more meetings at night time if I can. Yeah. When he, you know, I don't have to interrupt his work because I also feel bad, you know, for him. Even though it's also his child, but he's the main breadwinner. So I feel a bit guilty. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that that kind of, I've been trying to pry into that for myself, that feeling of like putting other people out and then kind of going, hang on, why is it my responsibility and it's not that it's not they are my child and I love them dearly and of course I want to be around them but and it's you know even more awkward for me because you know to be really transparent I don't earn anything yet because I'm at this beginning of my career as a director yeah had this wonderful success last year with mum life and then it's not that it's crickets it's that it's a really long hard slog to yeah, get no. your first run on the board as a director. Well, I'm finding it. I'm sure there are people out there who are like, oh, just pissed it in, but uh, not, not that me. Many. I can't think that <laughs> many of those. <laughs> no, so, you know, it's just this like, I've got this very strange mix at the moment where I'm like earning nothing, demanding heaps from the family and trying to be a mum. It's like, oh. Yeah, see, I'm pretty much exactly the same. Apart from like, I have like little jobs here and there that I do, but I don't really earn a salary. Because I am a, I'm an independent filmmaker and a producer, which means I have to get the money to pay everyone else, which means it takes me years to earn any money. So hard. So I always feel already guilty for not bringing in an income in our household, yeah. not being able to buy a house because I'm an independent filmmaker and we can only rent and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. now again, I have a baby. So I, 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 I want to take on as much as I can. And yeah. I want to clean the house and I want to, be responsible for everything at home so he can focus on bringing in the money but then yeah. at the same time first of all can't do it I'm only human and second of all that allows me no time for my career which even though I don't earn money I still need to do a ton of work yeah. just my juggling that and but also hats off to you that house. you're managing to keep the house clean like I struggled I don't know like it's like I can't split my brain very well and if the baby's kind of wanting me I especially with my first baby I definitely couldn't plonk her down and kind of go and get things done and like now that I'm in myself a more confident parent with the second baby I can definitely plonk her down but I still struggle to like it's like my brain gets quite clouded and I'm like okay I know I've got to get something done for the house but the baby's screaming and what am I trying to do and it's really hard right baby always first my baby always first so the house is pretty much a lot of the time messy but I try okay, before I had the spa job I would try and clean in the evenings or I've discovered a hack where I make her part of it so when I do the washing I'm like doing a show with her you know to her showing all the different colors and the materials and she loves it and showing her how to fold it and then she destroys it again and then folding it again or and that's now, great eight months and now she's starting to like wipe her desk when she eats like a little table <laughs> so yeah I'm kind of making the the cleaning of the house uh, like a fun activity. That is awesome. She thinks we're playing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, everything I've read in the parenting books, it's like says that that's a great thing is like watching, even the like watching someone sweep is actually yeah. a developmental thing for them, you yeah. know, which is why I hate it when I'm on my computer around the kids because I'm like, that's not watching me sweep. That's, that's yeah. watching me on a computer. You know, it's really different. Well, um, actually, um, what you're saying there is one thing that is really hard for me as well. I'm trying not to give her screen time until she's two Mm. so far I'm managing so I'm trying not to be on my phone and I'm trying not to you know be in front of my computer but the little time that I have to do work kind of I have to find the opportunities and quickly do something on my phone or reply to an email so I have to hide my phone from home when it's just playing and so I'm I think I'm adding more stress to myself trying to do that and being a good mom but yeah it's important I think it's all worth it yeah I think it's all important like I definitely I've had periods of trying to do that and then periods where I'm working and I'm like, like at the moment we're releasing a series on social media. So part of what I'm doing is like replying to people or doing things like on the phone. And yeah. I'm just like to the family, I'm like, I'm sorry, it's just not perfect. But no, we're very into no screens. We don't have a TV in our house for that reason because it yeah. just end, ended up being on all the time when we, and when she was like maybe 18 months and we just had it on all the time and we we both just went we're tired of this you know and it's it is funny like Lux because I have been on the phone a bit more with her she's like like a magnet to just the physical phone yes I know see I'm trying to teach her to crawl now and all I need to do is put my phone there and she wants to go I'm trying not to be on my phone in front of but you know what it is it's taking photos and videos so even yes. though I'm not using my phone for work or I'm not on it I'm still taking photos of her so she's always seeing the camera in my hand or the phone yeah. in my hand <laughs> she yeah. wants it badly yeah. yeah no I don't have any any I just hear you and we are trying to do our best too but it's it's really hard so good on you for, for trying to do well, that you too, with two kids even and oh. everything you're doing that's amazing and doing this podcast yeah <laughs> I just feel like I don't know why I like I'm like I have genuinely been laughing at myself quite a lot going cool like you didn't need any more work but some reason you felt very called to do this podcast and like capture these stories but I I love it and I do feel like it's an important thing I feel like while you're in the middle of it is a really great time because you kind of got all that juice you know so yeah. like that's why I was so excited yeah. to talk to you because you've just had you know your first baby and you're in that first year of it and it can all be very overwhelming or exciting or, yeah. you know. It's yeah. wonderful and amazing and I wouldn't change it and I love her. Yeah. It, but it also, yeah, a lot to adjust to. Yeah. Do you think that stepping into this new stage of your life, do you think that you'll take this into how you put together a film set or anything? Because what I'm interested in is how we make it work on such a, hyper dynamic beast that is film you know it's like this machine that just charges through anything and this idea I've been trying to marry this idea of how do we have baby care like child care on a film set like so for a lead actress you know that is kind of possible they can pull enough strings together to kind of have that person's family taken care of but you know, making it work on a broader sense for people in the production? Or do you think it's always something we're going to have to hide and deal with ourselves? Or do you think that as a producer, you might start to see ways of like how to set up small creches? Yes. Well, actually, I've always wanted to, to do something like that, so even before I had children, but I never implemented it because I didn't really understand what do parents need apart from having a daycare. But now that I'm a mom, I can totally understand what sort of, like job sharing. I never really thought about job sharing. This this wasn't something that people did and it just never crossed my mind. And I've been hearing about it recently and I thought that would be great. So, you know, having, having first of all, childcare, they're not just for females, for, for all the crew and cast can have their kids there. If, you know, of course you need a budget for it. In an ideal world, you have a childcare there, you can go, you can go and feed your baby. You can go and say low if they cry, whatever. And then having job share for where it's possible. Can I ask you where have you thought about the job sharing? Because I heard about the job sharing when I was researching for my paper about motherhood in film. And I kind of was a little bit dismissive to begin with because I was like, oh, how could a 
director job share like on something big but like it would probably work for a lot of departments have you yeah. kind of gone into that probably all the crew right maybe the, the difficult ones will be dp directors and i guess cost yeah of course, the actors. So that's not a difficult one. Right? Oh, no, today we've got B, Kate, Kate version B is on set now. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, you know, having shorter days or, I don't know, but yeah, you're right, those three roles will be will be quite difficult. Yeah. Unless you have a director that can oversee another, like have like a junior director mm. and they can take care of certain shots maybe, mm. uh, pick up uh, like a second unit sort of set up yeah I don't know I haven't really thought about that that would be an interesting thing to work out yeah and is are you aware with your role at WIFT is there I mean I'm sure there's discussions around motherhood I would love to just pick your brains about what you're aware of and what people are wrestling with and how they're trying to put it together is WIFT making movements towards helping mothers in film Oh, we, because, you know, we run events every month and we used to, before COVID, have like childcare come every time and people can bring their kids along and everyone was happy. Kids are running around, playing and no one bought, no one's bothered by it. So that was great. And then when COVID came, <clears throat> of course, we didn't have physical events anymore, but then we kind of stopped it. But I think that's really something we need to start doing again now, now that we've done, started doing events again this year. So that's the one thing, just, you know, having... A childcare there so people can still come and network and still come and educate themselves and things like that but yeah that's... I haven't been to one of those events is it a short like a one hour or two hour event or is it a half day or what oh, different of... things yeah different yeah. things yeah and and so you'd set up a creche was it like a proper full running creche yeah yeah so we have two staff members like from a it's like a traveling like a to hire like yeah. a company that you can hire with their staff and they, they bring their toys we ended up buying our own toys actually so we have like little mats and little play things and whatever so we just get the staff to come and just mind the kids we're still where we can see them yeah okay, um, yeah so yeah do you remember um were they this is quite specific but able to change nappies because i had heard a story about a major film event i just can't remember what it was but it was held at the crown and there was a crash but the parents had to get a phone call and they had to run down, take their child back to their hotel room, change the nappy and bring it back because there wasn't running water. So they couldn't actually. Oh. So there was this kind of flaw, major flaw in the creche for the people who were at oh. the event. <laughs> it was quite <laughs> challenging. <laughs> but oh, obviously yeah. the whiffed one sounds much smaller and much more contained. And yeah, like, we have speakers. I don't think we ever had any babies, but we normally are in a community centre with a kitchen and stuff. So there's always water. Yeah, okay. Um, and I guess there'll always be a surface and there's always a little blanket so we can make something work. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing to to keep in mind for my next event, the nappy changing, yeah. Well, it was quite a specific one and I've been thinking about it. I don't know why it's been on my mind this week when I wash my hands and I'm like, but you go to festivals and they have portable hand washing stations. How did the Crown not just bring in a portable hand washing station? Yeah. Like, this has been boggling my mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a lot of things to consider, I guess. Yeah. With babies. Yeah, yeah, babies are a whole whole other ball of wax. And so obviously you've been working in the film industry before having kids. Was there any hesitation when you were thinking about starting a family around how's this going to affect my career or I'm so excited to take on the film world with the kid? Like did you did you have any considerations or did you, you know, what was that like? So, interesting question. I always wanted to have a career in film and I always wanted to have children. Ideally, I wanted to have my babies first so I can get it out of the way and then focus on my career and just continue through without any interruptions. It's so smart. I've actually never heard anybody <laughs> say that. I love that. <laughs> it's so yeah, good. I had it all planned. And then when I was 24, I felt pregnant, but I lost that baby. And then I, I kept trying since then, you know, but never felt pregnant for a long time. And, but, you know, still continued working because you're not going to stop this and waiting. Then we, we came to Australia and 
continued trying and my career was you know starting to pick up but then I fell pregnant three times three more times and I lost all three of those babies so I've lost four babies and then I had some cancerous cells on my cervix that we had to remove that took two years to get it all out in a way that it didn't affect my uterus or my cervix in such a way that I couldn't have kids and then we start kept trying and then I mean, they found a massive growth in my uterus which was covering 50% of the surface. And then that had to be removed. So after all this time and two un unsuccessful IVFs, they told me pretty much you can't have kids. So then I'm like, okay, my career is going and I really put everything into my career, not even thinking about having children anymore. My life set up for no, no kids, heartbroken, but you know, life carries on. And as long as I drown myself in my work, I'll be fine, right? So yeah, and then I just, fell pregnant and now I have a baby and my career was just at a point where I felt you know it's so hard in this industry it takes so long to achieve anything and just when I'm like okay I'm about to step over that edge of actually achieving something good and getting to the next level I have a baby so. you got your miracle baby wow the baby couldn't you just come in COVID when I was just sitting at home doing nothing? Else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, she had plans. She was doing had something. Plans, yeah, so. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations on Mia then. That's just, wow. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, so, so, you know, so now I'm, I'm extra appreciative of having her and I'm extra obsessed with her. And I think that's why, she, you know, she's so important to me and why she's always first priority. My first boundary is Mia is first. I, when I'm with her, I've, I, she has my undivided attention unless she's like busy with something else completely in her own world. I can quickly check an email, but you know, otherwise my undivided attention and yeah, so that's my first boundary that, you know, I'm not going to let anything interfere with us, but also keeping in mind that she is getting older and there will be more flexibility for me as she, hopefully I'm saying this as if I know I don't. Hopefully she becomes a bit more independent and, you know, can play a little bit with other people and stuff. So, yes. Oh, I love that. And, and so does that, like that, it's probably too early for you to know, but with that boundary, have you thought about, like our industry, as I said, it's such a machine. Like, you know, I feel like if I don't reply to someone <laughs> within a millisecond, and, so, and sometimes I don't because I'm often thinking about what I want to reply, but kind of within the day yeah. like it's kind of not it's frowned upon do you kind of are you coming at that with a new attitude of like we can all just slow down a bit or do you think look I'm just in the mother period at the moment and she might go into care and then I'll just keep on keep like have I you thought about that know. I've thought about the question I've thought about what how's it going to be and what should I be doing because I'm used to <clears throat> I mean I've I work in from since I left school. I and I've I'm not joking, right? I've worked seven days a week, every night, every day on making films. And now and then I have a little holiday or whatever, but otherwise, this is my life. Like nothing else makes me happy. This is my hobby. This is my work. This is everything. So for me to really just work so much is not a big deal. I love it. And I keep doing it, and which is probably not very very healthy at the same time. But now suddenly to just disappear off that scene and having this massive change is a little bit frightening. And I'm, and I'm quite scared about how am I going to maintain that or how am I going to maintain the career that I want? Can I have the career that I want without working 24-7? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or have I worked all this time for 20 years 24 7 so that I can now step back a little bit and say okay I've done the work now I can start working less and build on what I've the foundation that I've created mm. that's what I'm hoping whether it will be like that I don't know well I look forward to chatting to you in a few months yeah. years <laughs> to see how let's see how that's going because I, I think it's just great to leave it as a question at the moment and yeah. it's how that must be on the nervous system of having worked that hard for that long and now complete gear shift, have you found any reverberation for yourself about coming down off that constant work high that I, I, I know I get obsessed with? 
But how's your withdrawal from work been? Or, or was it just easy and you're just like me as the most important thing and I'm I'm set? It took a it took a while. She came a bit early. I was still working with my hair <laughs> producer saying to her, all this work, I don't know how I can get all this work done in two weeks. Like I really need more time. <laughs> and my water broke while I'm like a few seconds after saying that to her. So I went to the hospital and I was still messaging people saying, okay, here is the Dropbox link to this, this, da, da, da. sort this out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone now. So I think I think once she was born, newborn, my brain was just switched off. And I, I thought everyone knew I'm having a baby, so everyone is just going to understand it. But I, I, I kind of planned ahead and made sure people knew this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm up to. If I disappear, just carry on with x y and z mm. so i kind of could let it go but i thought after at least at least three months i'll be back to normal mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when i started to get a bit edgy like okay how am i i need to get back and having a few sleepless nights and whatever but then luckily that's when she started sleeping through so i just did the work at night times so when, in the day when I would think about something, I would just think, okay, don't think about it now. Don't be distracted now. Focus on Mia. And I would write it down and know okay, I'm coming back to it. So I don't need to think about it and action it straight away. Mm. So just having that discipline. Because I'm also used to doing everything straight away. I have no patience. Yes. I just want it done right now. When I think of it, I want to do it. <laughs> yes. So, so so what's your tip? Do you carry a notebook, just to be specific, because I struggle with that, that mental overload quite a lot. Do you carry yeah. a little notebook around or do you go, go into another room and, like, write it down? Because that's quite a lot of discipline, even doing that. Like, how do yeah, you do no, that? I just have Capture a notebook, notebook that I carry around with me. Or sometimes I just use, I used to use my phone, but it's now I have to unlock it and everything too hard. <laughs> Don't have two seconds for unlocking a phone. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just have a little notebook where I write email this person or do this and this just to get the thought out. Yeah. Because otherwise you hang on to the thought. Yes. And you're like, oh, I'm scared to forget it. Yes. Now I can write it down, let it go, knowing that I'll come back to it. But that still take, takes a lot of discipline for me because I want to do it right away. Yeah. But I think because... I'm so obsessed with my baby it kind of helps you know she's really first priority yeah for me so I think yeah it helps with forcing my me to be disciplined but also I think I've become more efficient like I used to waste a lot of time on things okay this is gonna this is tell me what you think about this right before I would spend a lot of time like writing emails really nicely and putting a lot of fluff how are you this is a now I'm just really straight to the point. Like I, I have a little time. I need to get stuff out. Hopefully people understand that I'm going to be really quick and I'm not going to be too much flapping around. I'm doing that. Do you think that's bad? Do you think? No, I think that's great. I think as you say, like what I'm hearing is since I've become a mom, I'm now super efficient. Let's get on with because like we've now got more like in us, you know. Yeah. I think that's great. I love that. And I don't want to have I don't want to have meetings if I don't need to have a meeting. And I want to know exactly what are we going to discuss and yeah. get to the point. And I don't want to. I guess the nurturing side of other people, <laughs> my nurturing side towards other people are less, unfortunately, for now. Yeah. Um, no, I love that you're like a mama bear who's just like, no, I need this time and be, state your purpose and then. Go away. <laughs> yeah. I waste my time. <laughs> I'm really hoping, because I, I, I'm much better on email now because that's at night when I can email and people are sleeping. In the day when people call me, I I can't take all the calls that people call and I can't answer to the, the email, you know, when people email me in the day. So I really like it if people email me and I can get to it at night time instead of phone calls. And I, I feel bad because I feel like I... I'm neglecting people, other people, and you know, I don't know. Maybe it comes across unprofessional. This is this is worrying me that I come across unprofessional because I'm putting my baby first. I and, well, I mean, you've just exactly, and it's such a difficult juggle because we want to be always available. It does also sound like maybe you're like you're 
built to nurture and so maybe you were nurturing people who you're working with as well and now you don't have that bandwidth and that's okay to not have that bandwidth you know you've got this tiny human who needs you 100% of the time so I think I think you know in terms of the technicality of communication I think it's a really great conversation and this is one that I want to keep having with people is like what do we have to do I think there's a lot of things that can be done quickly and efficiently And then there's like relational conversations that should never happen on email. And I think that irrelevant of the children, we're in this technological age where people are misfiring on communication and, you know, we're all texting all the time instead of picking up the phone to have that really important phone call. But I hear you, like I'm on my phone way too much at the moment because of a few of the things that I'm working on and I'm really aware of that but then so if I cannot take a phone call I will and then even my parents will be like well you didn't answer the phone I'm like because I'm with my kids and I don't yeah. yeah I'm driving in the car but to me it's like same as you like those moments are just like so important and that if I'm just blabbing on the phone they start look it just saves my own sanity because a three and a half year old will actually know even Lux if I have a phone call before she's gone to sleep in the car and we're driving, she cannot go to sleep and she just starts screaming and screaming and screaming. As soon as I get off the phone, she's like, ah. <laughs> just sits there smiling and I'm going, huh, okay, so you that really irritates you. Yeah. It's, it's And it must be something about the one-way conversation. Like I go really deep into my head about like, what is it that upsets her because when I'm talking to somebody else in the car it doesn't upset her the same way so it is something about that interface of the technology and I'm you know I mean I got really obsessed when Lux Scout was little and being like oh my god I shouldn't hold it anywhere near her head like what happens and you know second baby I'm like pretty much resting it on her head but I'm like (laughs) I don't want to be you know I want to be stepping away from it I'm really looking forward to once this social media show is out which I'm loving and we're like I'm loving releasing it but like the demand on time on the phone is so great yeah, you know? I know, and, that's, it's so hard like because I don't know about you but I'm in my head I'm thinking maybe maybe when she goes to school then I can pick up really where I used to be at least mostly at least during the day so I don't know should I should I kind of just accept that I'm going to be doing pretty much nothing until then but then our industry is so fast moving and networking in a relationship like in four years I'm going to fall completely off the planet and because apart from working I'm constantly reading and staying up to date with the industry and what's happening and you know you need to keep your finger on things so am I going to fall so far behind that I can never catch up and then all this 20 years that I've been working towards this point where I just got it's going to be all for nothing or do I find a way to make it work now without affecting her and how do I do that (laughs) (laughs) what a cry you're asking you're asking all the questions that I'm wrestling with at the moment and like I go on these daily cycles where I'm like that's it I'm just gonna be a full-time mum for a while because like like only little for a second and yeah that's it you know but it's all this like in America I don't know if I call it here as much but like ramping on and ramping off and that's just a nice modern way of saying being a mum and then coming back to work and it's really hard and it's I think what what I'm what I experience with that question of like what about all this work that I've done and now it'll be all for nothing is because it feels like a lover that should be faithful to you because you've put in all this time and years that's a great analogy (laughs) but actually you leave they're gonna go sleep with someone else like and it's really confronting because you're realizing that it's yeah transactional like that rather than deep relationships I don't know where that analogy came from I just came out with that but like that's what it feels like and so it feels really like emotional because it's like this person that wants you wants you wants you or or doesn't want you and so you're like no I'm still here I'm still here I'm still here I would love to take a year off right now or even when we got back from Cannes but like how often in my life am I gonna have had a film in Cannes you know hopefully more but like one is amazing and I came back and I had a I had a six-week-old baby and I haven't been able to enjoy her her life yet and I don't mean that like in a super negative way but it's like 
I am trying to not lose relevance because momentum which is again a Hollywood word you know but it's like I don't want to lose my momentum because I worked so hard for this and I really want it and I'm on that cusp you know and I I want to land that first job and I want to do these things but every day she's getting older and breaks my heart I'd say with my career like 20 years working I've just gotten really I could feel like I've got that momentum like things are starting to happen like it's all working out I'm making the connections everything's great and then I had her and now I only have her and I'm never going to have this time again it's like these two things I really badly want and I don't want to miss out on either of them how can you make them both at the same time (laughs) yeah and it's I don't know I'm, I'm hoping by talking about all of this stuff we can kind of bring it out into the open so that when it's so I'm putting it on my CV for example I have on my CV the years that my children were born I I don't know like it's so scary every time I send my CV off to someone who I don't know obviously that's where you send CVs I'm like oh my gosh please don't judge me for this because I'm scared but at the same time I'm like well why haven't I done as much as the same the person the same age as me well I've been building humans and yeah making a human as far as I'm concerned that's pretty important I'm building your next audience mate like you know <laughs> but 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 it's yeah. you know I, it sounds like what you're doing you know you don't need anybody's you know approval but like it sounds like what you're doing is fantastic you're giving her all the time when you're with her and then you're getting some stuff done just you know I'm I can't at all say this because I am completely burning myself out at the moment but just try not to burn yourself out too much I don't know like yeah that's the hard thing, right? yeah oh, but I'm now that I'm a mum I can understand other other women or even other parents in general where they're coming from so I think the way I do things and the way I will run my sets and the way I do my work and respect other people is so different like and this is another thing. Like, I'm such a horrible person. Let me just admit this to the world now. <laughs> <laughs> right? That before, when people brought their kids into meetings and if they are noisy or whatever, I'm like, oh, why did I bring their kids into meetings? Now I'm like, I feel so bad because how could I have, have thought that knowing now that I do it? And I'm just expecting everyone hopefully will understand because I have no choice. And now I'm I'm gonna try and make that change in the way I do my work, you know, make that space for other people and say, bring your kids. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry for being so judgmental in the past. And but but the thing is now that's what puts a lot of guilt on me. Like when I do it now, I I feel super bad because I think other people are gonna feel the way I used to feel. So you know what I mean? I do. And it's a really challenging question. And I hear you because we have a lot of people of our generation choosing not to have kids just because they don't want to. Like, and so I worry that there's never going to be that realization of like, oh, oh, wow. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. And yes, the kids are a bit noisy, but shit, this is how we put it together. Like everything you're saying, like all of that realization. But I think that's just a too bad yeah <laughs> I don't know I think you know I two, I think two things I think it's too bad and you just got to charge ahead and be doing what you're doing you know we're all in this world talking about representation and all of these things I don't often hear that being talked about for mothers yeah and so that's why I'm like we've got to be as loud as we can and just go but like so I I tend to want to temper that so for me it's like be as like visible as I can but also take responsibility for making it work the best I can so what does that mean for me it's like take the kid to a meeting if that's what you have to do and it works but when you're in power a little bit more have a crash do you know what I mean so I'm like how can we encourage the people in power to make it work for us yeah exactly that exactly you know can I just say when when I met you, I was pregnant. How long was it? Seven you, or eight months or something. You're quite pregnant, yeah. <laughs> and I and you you just came back from overseas and you took your kids. I'm like, wow, she has a kid and a newborn baby, and she still did all this, you know, traveling and doing her form. And I'm like, wow. 
that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be like that. So I don't know how you did it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> I didn't manage to do it. But that was so inspiring to me, that, you know, knowing that I don't have to give up my dreams. And it was, that was actually a big reason why I thought, okay, I'm just going to continue. I'm going to go to my screenings. I'm going to take my baby. I took her everywhere. Still taking her everywhere. And I'm just going to make make it work and that was really directly thanks to you <laughs> oh thank you so much Yolandi that means so much I'm really humbled by that and I I'd love to like jump in and just respond to one thing which is you know you saying oh and I didn't manage that and that's not at all true because you are doing it and the thing that I always say to people who are like wow you went to Cannes with your baby like a newborn like she was, yeah, she was like, fresh. She was five weeks oh, old. Five weeks old. And oh, like that. I was on some kind of mental high. Like, and we had been shooting this series that we're releasing at the moment on no money. So there was like high stress because it was no money. And I shot that until 38 weeks pregnant. Oh. Had her. Like I was talking to her in the room. I was like, nope, you can't come out a second too early and you can't come out a second too late because then we'll miss Cam. <laughs> and she listened. And she listened. We, like, we did it. We are a day early. We just did our thing. And she, you know, and then there's all the practicalities of like, shit, I didn't just have to get a passport. I had to get a birth certificate, all of that in five weeks. Oh, and it was, yeah. I'd forgotten about the birth certificate. And then I remembered after one week, she was one week old. And I was like, oh my God, I got to get a birth certificate for her. You know, and I, the big big thing that I really just want to say loud and clear is that was my second baby it was my first baby and I highly recommend that no one ever do something like that with the first baby I was gonna say because I didn't even know I was a human I didn't even know that I exist on this planet when she was five weeks old I could not have done what I did last year with my first baby so it's really important to put it into that makes me feel better (laughs) and yeah and like look at what people are doing oh it's their third baby (laughs) you know like whatever like you like you look at someone like Teresa Palmer with four and you're just like I don't even know how she could do that you know and she I I interviewed her at the beginning of last year when I was pregnant with Lux but I only had one and I it blew my tiny brain I was like how how did you shoot a whole show? Just learn your lines. And learn your lines. And yeah, and have two kids. Character. And get there on time. Like, and I'm sure as an actress, like, physical, mind, I mean, now I just wear a ponytail because she grabs my hair. I can't wear earrings. She grabs it. I can't. Don't have something for makeup. My cl- I don't fit into my pre-pregnancy clothes. I'm a mess. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. actors and stuff do it. I either don't even exercise. I used to exercise every day. I know, right? There's a I've I've had a three month period of like I used to exercise every day as well. It was one of my and not to be a wanker, but just I really like again, I'm just all about like getting people excited by things. And so like on my Instagram, I'd always do like hashtag show up every day on my stories. And I just yeah. take a photo of my feet, you know, because I'm not into yeah. the ass photos. I don't care about that. But yeah, there's been three months and I'm like, cool, I haven't exercised in a while. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I, even when I was pregnant, every day I exercise for like an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours. Since she was born, one minute, not one minute. I mean, yeah. apart from carrying her yeah and the weight by itself but yeah so, which is so exhausting carrying <laughs> babies around is so exhausting please yeah yeah yes yeah, so actress I don't know how as an actress you would maintain your physical have all those kids work learn lines yeah and so like I it blew my mind because I only had one kid and I was like I don't think that's even humanly possible what you're telling me now I have two kids I'm like it is vaguely possible. She's still a superhuman. I still don't quite know how she did it, but, you, you know, it's like looking at the stages that people are up to, you know. So when, when you have one kid and you think about doing two kids, you kind of imagine two kids at the same age, but they're actually not. And the three-year-old can do so many more things than you thought. And, you know, so it's all about all that to say, like, don't compare yourself. Just... But, but why? Can I ask, why is two kids easier? Because you still have a baby and you have another child to also look after. It's understand. it's not easier, but you don't have unless you got twins, and then you're on your own. And I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Anybody who's got twins is listening. You're superhuman, but they're not the same age. They don't have the same demands. And so when I only had one, all I could imagine was like, how would I do this twice? Because 
I'm trying to feed you and it's really hard and everything gets messy and we have to play at this certain level. And so I was just imagining kind of doubling that. But yeah. it's, it's not. It's like the first one's already gone through all of these stages and then they're there and you're like, you know, because you know them deeply, intimately, because you spend every second of their life with them, you know what they're capable of. So you, nobody else would, because you see a three-year-old, you're like, I don't know, they might drop that glass and smash it. Yeah. But you know your kid can carry that glass to the table and it's fine, for example. Right, I guess. And, and then maybe it's, look, again, of course, caveat of, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but this is my experience. And then like, same thing with the baby. It's like, I was so anxious with Scout. If she squeaks at all, I couldn't like, I couldn't hang washing out because I was so stressed about her crying. Yeah. And now Lux is like, ah, ah. Oh. and I'm like, I'm like, honey, I'm getting to you. I'm getting to you. I'm no, getting I'm still, five I'm minutes still later. This... I'm still getting to her. Like, no, no, no. So the same second she's crying, I'm like, there. I'm here. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll never leave you. I'm always yeah. there. You just call me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it just changes. It's, it's really, it's kind of like as unimaginable as when you don't have a kid. You're like, but wait, then I'll have two. What the? F like, I was so scared when I was pregnant. I was like, I don't know and how to do this, like, at all. <laughs> I'm still at that point where like, it doesn't make sense to me, but I guess that's one of the, you have to be there to understand. Yeah, it. just like, let, just be like, <laughs> I'll understand it if, if and when I get there. I don't have to worry, you know. So don't compare yourself, I think, to anybody. Just try and like, that's right. yeah. just try and, we'll just try and lift each other up. That's all I want to do is, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, getting getting gracious on sets. I think that's the big one that I yeah I think love to say. I want it to be a I want it to be a line a line item, you know. Yeah. It, it is, but it's not a common one, obviously. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It should be the government should should subsidize something. Yeah, yeah. Childcare on set, job sharing, more flexibility in terms of how things are done. Mm. I like I don't know meetings or. Bring your breast pump. You can you can manage the camera while you put your convertible, what do you call it, your mobile. What do you call those ones you don't need to plug in or whatever? The LV ones? Those, yeah. Breast pumps you can pump and shoot. They are <laughs> amazing. Know. They are. Unfortunately, you can't bend over because they don't have a seal. Yeah, so they like out. They fall off. Right? The actual the actual milk comes out. It's really weird. Like you if you bend too far over. So they're amazing. Yeah. And like I borrowed one from my friend to go to Khan with, and it was life-changing compared to being stuck there with all the cables and everything. Yeah. I could I could run home, put that in, make a cup of tea, kiss the baby feed her on the other boob and then like leave but it was yeah. not it was not like I'm stuck and I've got all these cables yeah exactly so yeah I think just like normalizing that stuff but I think the real the realistic person in me is like yeah creation is a great idea but how does it work when you change location every day yeah that's so much work that's a whole that's a whole producer just to organize a creche <laughs> we need to have like a van yes that's a good idea uh, yeah Ah, yeah. You can just take. Just like a makeup van. Yeah, like a makeup van. Take it along with all the kids. Yeah, I'm. I'm on your set next, Leilandi. Let's do that. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone give me money for a crash? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, Yolandi, for chatting to me today. I just love, this was one of those conversations where we just got really real about how we're feeling. And I really appreciate that. And for you sharing that and, you know, Mia's so young and you're just doing so amazing. So thank you so much for chatting. Thanks so much for having me. This has really been so therapeutic to me, <laughs> honestly, and, and having to talk to you about, you know, knowing that someone else feels the same. And yeah, it's great. I think all of us mums, mums and dads, all of our parents should, you know, band together and because our children is our future and everyone has children. So why should everyone avoid it? You know? I Look, after having Scout, I would I was walking around in such a daze. I remember walking through Westfield and just I couldn't understand mass consumerism and destruction of the earth and I couldn't understand war and I couldn't like yeah. I was at that level. I was like yeah. I just don't understand how these things happen when people have children because yes. they're the most important thing in our life, you know. Yeah. And it changes the way you think about other people. Mm -hmm. How can you then go and have things like war or, or whatever? 
how can you be do bad to other people if you have children? Because to me, I relate them always to my child. So weird how our brains work. <laughs> do, you, do you cry in a lot of movies now? Oh, <laughs> so annoying. I never used to cry. Yeah. I cry all the time for everything. <laughs> yes. And I, and I, it just annoys me. Yeah. I know. I hear you. I mean, I'm a crier. I love crying. I live to make films that make people cry. And I love crying in films. But yeah, after I had the kids, I was like, I just cried anything. No, it's so, so annoying me, really. Yeah. <laughs> I can't oh. stop it. Well, but thank anyway. you. Can you thank your hubby for the bit of time in the middle of the day? I, I assume this is your that. one meeting for the day that we Yes, have. My, my daily meeting. So thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time and it's it's very precious time. So thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>